Radio Frontier. Larson. Oh, he's in. Hendrik Larson. That is sensational. Lambert. What a way to settle it. Nakamura. It's Tom Rogge. This is Celtic Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. Welcome to the debut of our brand new Football Daft podcast. It is Celtic Daft. Um, Gradle and Stephen aren't here. They've been banned from this one, funnily enough. Uh, as we take a detailed look every week at the Scottish champions, that voice you can hear is the Celtic voice of the Football Daft podcast. Of course, it's Chris Toll. What's happening, John? I'm excited, mate. I'm excited. Are you, mate? You're going to be able to say whatever you want about Rangers without those two buttoning. in. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but we'll, I'll, I'll, keep it, I'll keep it nice and respectable. To be fair, it never normally stops you anyway. Um, and the man that you can hear uh, laughing there is our guest pundit for this week in the preview of Celtic Daft. Do you want to introduce him, Chris? This is a man that I've known for a few years. Uh, first time I met him, he won a, won a title in Scottish MMA. And then he went round and picked up every single lightweight title in Scottish MMA. This is a man that fights for Bellator. He absolutely smashed it in his debut. It's a wee bit of ropey time since, but he'll be back, <laughs> no doubt about it. This is the bad guy, Chris Bunga. Bungie, thanks so much for coming on, mate. No, mate, it's a pleasure. What an introduction that was, my man, honestly. Like, uh, I, I could get the ring. Got, I think I could get uh, the ring in the ring's job. Got me buzzing a wee bit there. I feel like maybe doing a bit of shadow boxing in my house. Yeah, that's like, it. No, I, I, stopped shorty, I stopped shorty singing the boys in the old brigade for you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing I was missing, man. But uh, no, it's a pleasure to be on, especially the first one. So I think, yeah. I think I'm a good sub for the, the other two that you said on. So definitely, Chris. Yeah. Definitely, Chris. I, I, we're, I, we're aiming high. Uh, how long have you supported Celtic for? So basically, since I've been a baby, you know what I mean? My, my Uncle John uh, used to take me to the games. And my first ever games was with my Uncle John when I was a, when I was a child um, in a Halton Inns bus that was back in the day. The Halton Inns isn't uh, there anymore, but that was when I first used to go to the games with my Uncle John. I, my Uncle Terra, his nickname is. But I, so ever since, I think my first game was in like 96 or so. But um, I, ever since then, man. Who's your favourite Celtic player of all time? Oh, it's Larson, of ah, course, man. Not me. It's going to be Larson. It's no Ma- Nakamura like Chris. You no, know, Chris is Ma- Nakamura. Oh, I love Nakamura as well, man. Um, probably my three are probably Larson, Nakamura, and Boric. But um, ah, but you don't get any space for Lubo. No, if it's it's Nakamura, Naka or Lubo every day for me. <laughs> <laughs> but my 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 debut was a, a Larson hat trick, so against Hearts, so. Like you never forget that, and like yeah. the years with Larson was here was just the guy was actual world class. So we were, I was lucky being that lifetime. Not I mean. Tell me this one, Bungie. Uh, you're a bit of a footballer yourself, aren't you? You play for the bully. Um, uh, a lot, a lot of folk have told me that you could have made it as a as a pro footballer if you'd have stuck in. Um, <laughs> what's your what's your script there? Uh, I don't know about making it as a professional, but um, I was a good I'm a good amateur player. Not I mean I can score a lot of goals. Uh, I've got some skills. And I can take a hit and I can wind a lot of cunts up. But uh, as as professional, I don't know, man, but I think amateur's my level. I'm just, I won't be that biased to say that, but 
Aye, I like scoring goals. And I mean, it's, it's I love it. Like I still play like amateur football now, even though my coach Brian doesn't really like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously I'm supposed to be concentrating more on, on uh, mixed martial arts, but I just love playing football. I love getting up at the weekend. Love get, getting the, the the laugh of the boys and the changing room and that training and stuff. But I think I think I always play some sort of football. Not I mean, even what, when I retire, I might be play like sevens and fives. Now I just. I just love the game, you know what I mean? Simple. What, what position do you play, Bungie? I wouldn't fancy coming up against you as a centre-half you get put on a hold. Uh, I'm a striker, mate. I'm a striker. Oh, no, no. I'm staying clear yeah. of you, mate. Believe it or not, man, there's a lot of people that try and just wind me up on the park and try and get me centre-half and me niggles and try and hit me hard. But I love just, it. I love you just stick them in an armbar after in the changing room. Uh, right? Well, I've actually been centre-half before. I remember that. He kicked one of the managers for Les Mahego one time. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was in Belsall when we were playing in the Scottish Cup thing years ago and it was snowing. And the manager ran on the park to try and hit me or try and shove me or something. And I remember just flicking a wee height, a wee head kick off after the manager. And I got that like, sent half. I can remember just like running half like Decanio, not me, just already knew I was getting sent half. <laughs> but I mean, that was back in the day, that's I'm not I'm not that what he did in the mail, man. Fighting's pure took it. So what, do you walk out to when you're you're fighting in Bellator, do you walk out to any Celtic tunes? No, my my entrance is uh a, a song by a band for the sixties called uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Badman Rising, so I've always come out to that, but my last fight in Dublin, um, I came out to Christy Moore um, Viva La Quinta Brigada. So I, I changed that up for the first time and I ended up getting beat. <laughs> all right, okay. Go back to Queen's so, Clear Water. Aye, aye, bad moon rising all day now, man. Fuck. Not changing a bit. It's just because I was in Dublin. It was so like, sold out and it just felt good, man. That's my favourite Christy Moore song. Oh, it was uh, class. It's a real turn, man. Aye, it was. I came out to the live one day and it was like, got the full crowd singing and that. So I had my Celtic tap on. It's proper nice moment. I could I always... always um, I'll take to my grave. Not I mean I could tell people about, but fight game is you, you win, you can lose. So it's just yeah. no man like that. Mate. Uh, what's your what's your greatest moment as a Celtic supporter? Then what would you say that is up there? Is it the treble? <clears throat> level? Is it? Oh, don't, there's so many man. Like the road to Seville, I used to always like watch away games with my papa because the the European games was on a Thursday, and I stayed with my papa and gran every Thursday night. That was my hang was growing up, and always the Euro, UEFA games was on a Thursday night. So, like the Celtic Vigo, the four of these days, and it was just all like Liverpool, Blackburn. We kept beating them all these teams that were supposed to beat us, and I was watching them with my papa. So they were great memories. Obviously, the the final was, was shit, but I think the a road to a European final uh, was a great memory. Obviously, the invincible season and fucking Rangers all the time is always good but um, like I don't know like that or Juventus or beating Man United and I came out free kick stuff like that like, their memories like I lost my voice the nights and like you still get buzzed when you see the goals and stuff like that so stuff like that Do you know one of, one of my favourite memories is actually it's a night that we went out of Europe and we played Valencia at Celtic Park mind it went to a penalty shootout aye aye what a fucking game that was that's my favourite game that I've ever been to it was, was that when Valhan missed two penalties no I, I remember it. he put it by the post <laughs> and the goalie the goalie had come off his line and they let him take it again he put it by the other post <laughs> <laughs> big yes aye I remember yeah. that game because Larson scored that game as well man. aye that's that right great, we beat him we beat him 1-0 and it went to penalties see that was a good old days man like Celtic Park was a fortress then we were killing everybody 
Um, yeah. And it kind of died away for a wee bit there, even like Europa, we couldn't even put teams away in that. But hopefully, we start bringing it back again um, with some good performances last year. Aye, but, once we get but, once we get the fans back in, but mate, because aye, we can't have a fortress without any soldiers. That's <laughs> it, man. <laughs> well, that's we'll, we'll be looking into obviously the European uh, ties and obviously all the league fixtures on this podcast, Celtic Dab. It's our first week, so we're giving you this for absolutely free this week. But going forward, you're going to have to pay money and get involved with our Patreon service. So if you want to do that. Plus, you get the chance to come on as a guest pundit, just like Chris has this week. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash football daft. Get on that, sign up, and you'll be able to get Celtic daft going forward. But let's just get into the game um, and look back at the the weekend there, boys. Um, Doesn't get much easier than that, does it? It's 5-1 to start. What are your thoughts? It was was plain sailing, to be honest with you. But as I said to you yesterday, John, you, you need to be mindful of the level of opposition. You kind of get carried away because we've turned them over. Um, but good start for Edward. Um, obviously, Frimpong as well was tremendous yesterday. Um, Scott Brown bossed it, didn't he? He just—he's just, just a, like I was saying, man. He's a soldier. He in the middle of that park, and I don't—I don't ever see him winding down. He's the same every season. But um, what about yourself, Mungie? What did you think of the game? Exactly same as yourself. It's for. Um... I wanted a 5 nine. I wanted a 6 nine. I wanted a wee stamp on the first day, especially Rangers won yesterday, well, the day before. So I was like, wee couple of 3 4 5 nothing, go top of the league, get the boys a good run out. Um, and that's what it was, basically. Obviously, their goal was a bit of a, a shitty double deflection, you know what I mean? But I'd have liked to keep a clean sheet, Edward. It all happens, but he's the coolest guy in the stadium. Like, he is honestly my favourite player right now. Like I love watching him. I love his link-up play, his movement, his touch. He's so just calm and cool on the ball. Uh, I think he could score 30-plus this season for us. Obviously, I think I do think we'll keep him uh, for the 10. Um, but he's still got a lot of players still there, even in the sidelines, like El Mohamed and stuff like that. Like El Mohamed's one of my favourite players as well. But Frimpong's playing so well as well, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's good to have great options. Um, but as you say, it's Hamilton Aki's, um, but the main thing's winning, in it? And I thought we controlled the game. Uh, good to see Paddy come on at the end and getting a good finish. It was a good first time shot off the, coming in off the side. It was a great finish, wasn't it? it was, did you yeah. see the goal, John? Yeah, I, I mean, I thought he looked all lively when he came on. Just going back to your point you're saying about uh, Scott Brown there, Chris, I mean, he looked good in that midfield. I mean, I thought McGregor was outstanding yesterday. Um but do you think Brown's going to have the engine? Because it's such a packed season in terms of what you guys have got to play, you know, all the cups, it's all jammed into one. Do you think Brown's going to have the engine to, to get through this season? I think you'll see a, a fair bit of uh, sorrow this season if he doesn't go out on loan. Um, he's, I think he's been brought in as, as Brown's replacement, to be honest with you. And, it, you know, as long as Brown's still playing to the level that he's playing at, I don't see... So they'll get an A-team, with the exception, like if you say, John, maybe uh, the schedule's a wee bit too much for Brown, as he's, he's obviously advancing in years. But as I said, like you can, I can't tell the difference between him now and when he started playing with Celtic. He's still, he's still so consistent, and he, he's just a he's a great he's a great ambassador for the, the club, and you don't want to see him becoming a shadow himself. So hopefully. You know, he maybe starts to wind it down naturally himself and we can see another couple of players maybe coming through. I can see a, a big future for Ewan Henderson as well. Bungie, what, what are you thinking about Brown this season? Um, 
I think the for the the first couple of Rogers seasons, like he really turned it up. Like a lot of people thought he was he was he was past it or he was heading down the way. And like the pure flick to switch, I thought some of his best seasons were the last three, four seasons. I thought he's been incredible. Um but he is getting a bit older now, but um his legs are still there, I think. I still think he can dominate games and uh, lead us on to more trophies. But as as Chris said there, like there's there's definitely a players coming through that can that can fill his boots for him when he is ready to maybe take a few games off or calm it down a wee bit. But I think he's I think he'll lead us all the way to the ten and more even possibly next season. So do you reckon yesterday you're starting eleven? Is that is that your strongest eleven? You know, you had obviously you've got quite a strong branch sitting there, but is that the strongest eleven that went out to start? Maybe minus the goalkeeper yesterday. I think my minus the goalkeeper. Yeah, you're probably looking at his his starting eleven. Definitely, his favourite starting eleven. I'm I'm with Bungie as well. I, I love uh, El Hamid. I think he's I think he's a tremendous player to be honest with you. Yeah. And I really want to see a lot more of him in a Celtic jersey. Um, but if if the rumours are to be believed, and there's a lot of movement talk for Ayer, um, big uh, El Hamid can play at centre half as well. So you know there's there's maybe a ready replacement there um, for for Ayer if he does leave. The only the only worry is he's a bit injury prone, you know. Um, but Ayer, getting back to your original point, I think that is a, the starting eleven. Um, if he's get a fully fit squad, I do you see. I mean, coming to you, Bunny, on this one, do you see the fullbacks seem to be really important for Celtic yesterday? You had Greg Taylor pushing up on the left, Frimpong pushing up on the right. I saw the heat map on sports scene last night. It seemed to be a really important part of Celtic's, how they set up yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I showed you with Taylor's uh, a few years assists. Pretty similar. But um, I think that's always got to be the case, especially at home with Celtic. Um, they get so much of the ball and so much possession. Their wingers are the ones that create most of the goals. So, um, yeah, I think especially at home, like Frimpong, El Mohamed, or Greg Taylor, or Bolly, if he's in, they've got to be your, their go-to guys um, and probably create most of the chances. Taylor done well yesterday. His delivery was exceptional, and Edward's always there at the right places to tap it in. So, aye, I think that's it's kind of like where Tierney used to used to bomb ahead. Um, I think that's what Taylor will be doing, and Frimpong's up and doing all day, isn't he? Talking about Kieran Tierney, he's one of your good mates, isn't he? Aye, aye, he's a good friend. What about uh, that FA, FA Cup medal, first season? I was saying that yesterday, it's still mad to think that he's just went and won the FA Cup, isn't it? It's just like, <laughs> it's, what, what an achievement, no? Um, I, I spoke to him yesterday, sent him a wee text before and after the game, but aye, it's, it's class, unbelievable. Um, and they played well, They're, Arsenal are playing really well now, and um, yeah. he, he had a great game, He's came, his form's cut class right now especially coming back for the injury but uh, Obama Yang second goal man fucking hell oh, I love that man oh, I love that man I, th- I think I read a mad man. statistic about Kieran Tierney that he's only 22 and he's won 12 trophies already in his career madness oh, man that's what happens when you play with Shellic John <laughs> <laughs> so go back like... to Greg Taylor do you think he's the first choice left back this season then well there's actually a, there's a bit of a rumour that we're in for a young Croatian boy just now Um right. He's I, I had his name here, but uh, there it is. There it's uh, David Kalina. Right. He's a Croatian twenty-year-old left back, um, and I I kind of fear for Greg Taylor. I don't think Greg Taylor 
they, I think it's clear that he's put the work in. He'll, he'll try and learn to get forward more because he, he definitely wasn't a wing back. You know what I mean? He was good. He was good defensively, but going forward, he was quite poor. Um, and then you've on the flip side, you've got Bolingoli that's pretty good going forward, and you wouldn't, you couldn't keep wins out of close. You know what I mean? so, <laughs> hopefully, this this young guy that we're that we're being linked to is a bit of a mixture of the two of them. And um, I don't see him coming in as first choice. I do think that Greg Taylor's definitely going to be uh, first choice for this season, unless Lennon doesn't fancy him, and you never know. And, and talking of first choice, um, obviously it was uh, Scott Bain that started in the sticks for you yesterday. Too early for Barkas, or do you think Scott Bain will drop out, or do you think he, he has to lose the gloves first? Come to you in this one, Billy. I think I think you should have played him yesterday. Um, to let him get a feel of it. If you if you can't get used to it with against Hamilton Ackies with no crowd, how you got a feel against a packed Ibrox or something? Know what I mean, so I think you should have maybe just feed him in the now, see what he's like, but. I like Bain as well. I like Scott Bain as a goalkeeper. Uh, but if you bring this guy in, let's let's see him. Let's see him in between the sticks, you know what I mean? Yeah, a, especially with a, a price tag like that attached to him. You know, the fans want to see him. And yeah. I've got I have got a, I said this last week's episode, Bungie. I've got a bit of, I've got a feeling he's got a bit of the Boriches about him. He's a, he's a, he's gonna be a bit of a mad case. I don't know why. I'm off for that, mate. I'm off for that, man. Yeah, I think a lot of goalkeepers are meant to win it when you think about it, man. Well, that's what you say. You need to be you need to be daft to be a goalie. <laughs> I, I mean, Scott Bain didn't have a chance for that Hamilton goal, did he? No, oh, no, man. I think Celtic had five one on their coupons. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back to. I thought Celtic yesterday looked quite dangerous from set plays. Um, you know, he's got loads of corners. In what about Julian? Oh, it's Paul Scholes in it at the edge of the box, big oh, right foot volleys. By the post, in it. Uh, he done it twice. Yeah. He hit the post, and the second one get cleared, and nearly put the guy into the goals. You know, you know the danger that Julian brings. Uh, just going by last season, um, like seven goals, I think he got for centre half. That's that's a brilliant yeah. return. You know, and he does look dangerous, and he looks as he. He takes no prisoners, and that's what I like to see. You know what I mean? Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Kim Bungie? I'm a, I love a big guy. I think he's a great big guy. I like him. Uh, when it first came, I was like quite undecided. I remember he made the comment at, I was at Livingston or something. And I was like, oh, he needs to get switched on a bit. But he's just came on leaps and bounds. He's comfortable in the ball. He's also a threat. His goals in Europa against uh, Malazzi and stuff like that says it all. He's great. He's against the Huns in the final man like, you can tell he loves it Like you can tell when he celebrates with the crowd the fans he loves it so that's good enough for me um, I think him and I are a good wee partnership going as well so I'm a big fan I do like I do like Julian at the back um, he's a steady heat when he's when he gets on the ball he's comfortable he's always picking the right pass and stuff like that so no. I, he gets a, he got a name for being nervous but he, that was I think that was because of the comments that he made uh, before the Livingston game, so um, or after the Livingston game, I should say he was he was nervous. But um, ever since then, he's been solid. You know what I mean? Uh, and like I said, he he's banging goals in as well. So if we can if we can get somebody that can deliver a good ball, John, then I I think it will be uh, our best our best uh, cross area balls, Lee Griffiths. Yeah. And and we're, I don't think we're going to see much of him this season. Um, uh, so. Get, get on They're always going to be his hair, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, Lee Griffin's hair's gone getting worse, man. 
was there any negatives from the game yesterday, or was it all was there all fairly positive? Nothing negative that you could see from Celtic. What I like about it is, it, I thought everybody played their played their position, played their role perfectly. Um, but I'm enjoying this five subs thing because we're going to be able to blood some younger talent. See when we go three and four goals up, then they can bring on a Karamoko Dembele, and then they can bring on an Armstrong Okoflex, you know what I mean? Or a Ewan Henderson, or a, or a Welsh, or you know, one, of, one of the younger players that are coming through, and they don't have that pressure on them to... All right, it's it's only one nothing. There's no there's not going to be any nerves. They're going to be able to go out and express themselves and learn their their trade basically yeah. in front of in front of the whole world without the pressure. Yet. So it's I'm really looking forward to that that part of things. But I uh, everything was perfect yesterday. Um, Edward on the spot to put every every chance that he got away. Um, the two, the two wing backs, tremendous, tremendous performance. But as I said at the beginning of the show, we need to be mindful of the, of the level of competition. We'll definitely have it harder against Kilmarnock. Yeah, I thought McGregor was outstanding yesterday. Uh, just always finds that space, like even off the ball, like always gives him time to turn. His first touch is perfect. It goes into the space that he needs to be. Then he's he's got the ball away again. So I thought he was class, and even. Frimpong took another big hit yesterday as well, so it looks like he's getting a wee bit stronger with the tackles as well. So I think that's the Scottish game's got to be good for him as well. He's got the skill and like maybe toughen him up a bit as well. I mean. Aye, and you know what? He's he's rapid, isn't he? <laughs> he's he's quite absolutely quite rapid, and he goes he goes by players as if they're standing still sometimes, <laughs> and he's uh, what a player, man. And you know, I, I hate to see us selling players, but see when it comes round to the time for him to leave, he's going to command. Aye. A fucking huge, huge transfer fee. Yeah. So we're going to do this every um, week on Celtic Daft. We're going to ask you for your football daft or Celtic daft rated player of the week. Who is it? I think there's only one answer here. Is that right? Well, I don't know. He's he's Bungie Shade. McGregor was tremendous yesterday. I thought Scott Brown was outstanding. I thought um, Frimpong was... Excellent as well, Ryan Christie as well. He was really good, but it, you do you do need to go with a man that that puts a puts it in the onion bag, don't you? Yeah, so 100%. I think we're going this week in your agreement with me, Bungie. We're going for Edward. Aye, definitely, I liked his retweet as well. Did you see his tweet? Of- I was about to get onto that. I was about to get onto that. Um, Football dafty of the week. Was there any dafties in that um, Celtic side? Celtic right. I'm going to go outside this the side, and I'm going to say that Mac is the dafty of the week this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he was a guest on the show, and I love the guy. Get nothing but respect for him. But sometimes he needs to fucking shut his mouth when it right. comes to Celtic. <laughs> you see that there. So let's get on to obviously Macaveni. Um, I had a bit of a dig at Edward saying he didn't look very interested. So. Total shithousery from um, Edward on Twitter when he tweeted out, Edward doesn't seem interested, speech emoji, and then three footballs. <laughs> I, but listen, it, what I, need, I understand that Frank McAvenny learned a lot for Charlie Nicholas. Right? Charlie Nicholas done this last season. Remember? Came out and, and criticised the way Edward celebrated goals. He said he uh, should be more interested in scoring them. Right? And fucking... Then Edward went out and banged on a hat trick the next week, if I'm not wrong. Do you know what I mean? Aye. So do these pundits not learn anything, or are they secret undercover agents for Selick? And Selick are going, I give him a little bit of criticism. 
<laughs> you know, he comes out and goes like, is that fucking right? Bang, bang, bang. Here you go, hat trick. Get it round you. So, happy with overall, boys? Nothing to, nothing to fault Celtic on? No, yeah. but as I said, we'll have a harder against Kilmarnock. Um, the, the good thing about this is it's, you know, are we at home? We're, we're away to Kilmarnock, aren't we? Let's, get, let's move on and have a look towards Kilmarnock. So you're, next, you're playing Kilmarnock next this Sunday, uh, half four kickoff at Rugby Park. Last time Celtic were beaten at Rugby Park was 2018 2019. Uh, season, I think that was. I can't. I can't remember. Uh, two one. Aye. Um, two one. Well, apparently, Celtic have only been beaten twenty three times at Kilmarnock over one hundred and eighteen games. So there you go. Stato, Stato, McInally, there. There you are. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Kilmarnock uh, at the weekend, Chris. Uh, the Hibs game. Yeah. Um. They they played well. Kilmarnock played quite well. Um. It was Hibs were Hibs were excellent in the first half, but. I, I don't see I don't see much there to, to trouble is the fact that they're going to be more used to the plastic pitch is going to play into it. Um, it always does uh, up and up or over there, sure I should say. But you know, fingers crossed that we can pull it on our performance like yesterday. I just I don't see I, I don't see anybody coping with Celtic like this season. Yeah, you you the same bang. You don't see any threats that come on it. Um, I, I hate that picture there, like that. Like we've played in a lot of plastic ones, but for that, for some reason, that one always looks the shittiest. They're like a million wee boards that just pop up, and it's well back. Livingston's probably watching that, but I just hate playing on the pitches. Celtic move the ball; they're they're quick at moving the ball, but but I just prefer a grass pitch all day. But I I think I'll be comfortable for Celtic again, and just getting used to being back in competitive matches. So I can see a wee two nothing victory, um, nice and easy. That clean sheet this time, hopefully. Seems to have issues over the uh, command goalkeeper. He got subbed off. Apparently, it was an injury, but a lot of people are questioning that. So they um, they got they subbed him off at half time. The Yankees done a Theo Snelders. I don't know. It <laughs> <laughs> was certainly a fault for the first Hibs goal. That's for sure. Uh, uh, so, what are you reckon for Sunday, Chris? Um, I'm going to say three nine, three nine to Celtic, um, and I'm going to say that. Ryan Christie will score the first goal. So 3 nothing Christie, first goal score. I've got a wee five jive on that. If, <laughs> if it comes up, you know, you know where I am. <laughs> so looking at some of the, the news and the um, sort of rumours that are flying around Celtic, some interesting stuff going on over the last couple of days. Have you heard that uh, St Mirren are interested in taking Bio on a season-long loan? Bio. Well, they, they were in for him in January, weren't they, Bungie? Um, nice. and, and it was it was close to being a done deal, um, apparently, but... Uh, Jim Goodwin wants a minute at, at Love Street or uh, St Martin Park or whatever you call it nowadays and it's I think it's a good fit you know I think uh, they play the type of football that he's he's going to uh, excel at he's a good target man he's a good big good in the air the big fella so if it gets him more used to the Scottish game I've got no problem with it especially when you look at uh, players that we've, we've loaned out in the past you know like uh, Christie's obviously the most obvious uh. one um, but what about, what about yourself, mate? What do you think about that? Um, aye, same as you. Like, obviously, he's struggling to get any game time at all. Like, when he gets on, maybe a couple of minutes at the end. That, and you can see he's got quality. Whether he's got Celtic quality, I don't, I've not seen enough of him to, to really judge him on that. But as you say, Christy went out, changed his full career. At Aberdeen came back. He's like one of our best players now. So, you know, you can get to... See him a lot more every week now, playing if he goes to St Mern and you can keep That's an eye it. on him like and see see what he really has and maybe 
Maybe we can give him that a wee extra motivation to push for a starting lineup. But it's got to be, it's always got to be a tough ass to, to get in the starting team when you've got guys in front of him at the Calbury, like Edward and stuff. You know what I mean? Well, I guess the, that might move might be forced on a wee bit more uh, if the rumours are true. I mean, you're still float sniffing about Ivan Tony from Peterborough. Um, apparently, the, he's only going to consider a move to Scotland if Brentford lose the Premier League because apparently Brentford are in for him. So Brentford play the, the Premier League playoff of Fulham on Tuesday. Uh, no much about Ivan Tony. I don't, to be honest no. with you, but I tell you what, see if he's if he's playing Shelley Calf against Brentford, then he can fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say, man. It's a bad day when you're picking that, man. Jesus exactly. What about, what about uh, Troy Parrott? Fucking picked Millwall over Celtic. The, the Spurs, Republic Ireland striker. Uh, really? Uh, Celtic, aye, Celtic made a bid for him and he, he says that he thinks that his career would be better off uh, with guidance with Gary, Gary Rowett at Bear in mind that's a Republic of Ireland international footballer. He'll get chased out of there. Rumours about today as well. Leicester and Arsenal kind of sniffing about Edward as well. Could you think (sighs) we keep him to the end of October? I think he'll stay at the end of the season, but I could see him going after that. Probably doing with Rogers, and that's probably got to be. Aye, but that's the thing there. The, the, The word on the street is that. They're wanting Leicester are trying to offload Ahianacho. They're trying to sell him so that they can buy Edward for 40 million quid. See if a team comes in with 40 million quid for Edward. Selleck will have him down there before oh, the ink sweat on the check. 100% easy. Do you know what I mean? It's a, that's a, that is a lot, a lot of money. Aye. Mental Aye. money. <laughs> You'd like to yeah. we could probably buy back Musa Dembele. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you uh, both of you would like them to see for stay for the ten, and then I guess at the end of the season move on after that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I guess that's the feelings of a lot of Celtic support because you're not going to be able to hold on to him. I'm guessing. I know. Well, that's it. You know that this boy's a special talent, and he's uh, he's going to go. He's going to go far. My thinking is: do we do we take the take the money and run the now, and then bring in four? 10 million players you know what I mean it's but then you've got the wages that's the problem with that but it's everybody's got a price John and see if they see if they meet the price then that's it man it's, yeah. I want him to stay obviously I'd love to see him stay and do the business but you know I, th- I think we need them I think we need them for 10 uh, it brings so much to the team so much goals so much assists but as a million dollar man says to Everybody's got a wrestling reference into the foot of this. I do fucking slap that one in, man. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would love him. To, I want him to stay. I think he will stay. I think he'll stay for the end of the season. Well, I, think he knows, I think he knows what it means to us and the fans. I'm sure Lenny's been at him as well. So just stay at the end of the season, score another 30 odd goals, leave for 30 plus million, and I think we'll all be happy. Like, unlike. A lot of the fans, how they felt about Rogers or some about Tierney and stuff like that. So, I think he'll stay. I've never understood that, to be honest, the, the Kieran Tierney thing. Uh, I've never understood why people were, were angry with him. He's, the only issue is what uh, he maybe should have stayed for the 10. That's the only yeah. issue, you uh, know what I mean? But uh, that opportunity doesn't come around often. No. Whereas, le- teams like Leicester do 
Yeah. You know, Arsenal's a Arsenal's a huge, huge club in the history of football. You know, yeah, that that opportunity is not going to come around every day. But and look what look what just happened at the weekend. You know what I mean, it's fucking. He's exactly. got an FA Cup winners medal. So That's these right. people don't understand though. Like Kieran obviously played with Celtic since he'd been like eight years old. So he's already gave so many years his life to Celtic. But people think, no, oh, when you're there, you can't leave. You know what I mean? But it's like it's a job. It's, it's a job. We want to play at the highest level. So that so was. That's I, it. And do you know what? That's his family set for a yeah. few generations and all. Exactly. You can't turn down that opportunity. Anybody, yeah. anybody that thinks otherwise is just doesn't see the big picture. But uh, with Edward, um, I think he's, I think he's going to go. I can see him at like a, a Borussia Dortmund or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? See one of the kind of clubs. Um, yeah. I, I think he's the sort of player that once he gets the bigger stage, the even bigger stage in Celtic, he'll. He'll flourish, and it's going to be it's going to be sad to see him go. I don't want it to be this season, but when the time does come, he's going to go with my best wishes anyway. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, it's shame because we'll probably sell him for something like thirty, and then down the line these cunts go for like fifty, sixty, seventy million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Celtic oh. always get a wee bit of it because of the fucking the Scottish league and that. But I think he's he'll go like kind of like well Virgil and Musa went. They'll do just get. Better and better, and the price will just go up and up. I agree with you. And listen, it wouldn't be a Celtic uh, podcast without looking across the city at your rivals. Um, what did you make of Rangers at the weekend? I, I thought they were shite, one. man. Absolute shite. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, like, that Hadji, man, like, I don't know what's, what, what they're all raving about him, man. Every goal he scored has been a deflection. Uh, and, like, he hit the corner flag like three times at the weekend. But, like they won, that's that's what they won, and they kept a clean sheet for me. But I thought Aberdeen were fucking honking as well, so I'm not I'm not worried about either of their teams. Well, I I actually thought that, but I seen I watched I watched some of the game, and I thought they were I thought they weren't as bad as you're making out, right? But they kept the ball well. They kept the ball well. There's an issue coming up for Rangers with the Morelos thing. If they lose him, it's they really, really need to go all out for a for a proper fucking signing to replace yeah. him, because that guy, as much of a crackpot as he is, he's a fucking when he's on his game, he's on. Uh, yeah. And it's like the assist for Kent as well. It, uh, that was what you're saying there about Hadji. That we that we dummy that Hadji made, um, before Morelos put the ball through to Kent. I thought it was a great move for their goal. I, I really did, but yeah. I think um. What what you what you think about Arfield? Did you think? Uh, I think Arfield's overrated. Uh, I mean, did you but, did you see the tackle though? All right, all right. Um, like that is what it is. Like modern day football, you're not allowed to do that now. But like I thought he was jumping as well. I thought he was a bit lifted. These two feet yeah. were a wee bit lifted, but that's what I mean. I, I think it's a fifty-fifty. Right. I, I don't know how the Aberdeen guy gets sent off in in Arfield, doesn't he? Yeah. I, you know what? It's it's done now. Yeah. It's done and dusted. They've got the three points, um. But the big, do you know, what, the big Balogun, Balogun, the big centre half, he looked composed. Uh, he did. He looked like a he looked I, like a good player. I think Morelos just he's like him like Edward. He brings so much to that Rangers team, and obviously he can't do it against Celtic. Obviously everybody knows that, but. Like every other game, Europe, Europa, like he's scoring, he's setting up, he's a nuisance, he's a bully. 
And I think if Rangers sell him, they're fucked, man. Honestly, they like, <laughs> like, like, well, who else? They only bring in somebody that's just as good or maybe better. And my son, I don't know, because the the won't do for the four won't do his job. Never, man. He's a good finisher, man. And he's a bit older, but he's he won't do what Morelos done the last couple of seasons for them. Uh, as much as I don't really like the guy, but he's he's like a unit up there for them. He bullies defenders. He creates chances. He scores a lot of goals and. And if they sell him, I do think they won't win anything, man. <laughs> I don't think they want anything anyway. But I, I, I get the, I get the point that you're making. But no, I say, I, do you know what? It's going to be a closer run thing this season. Um, Rangers are going to throw everything. I mean, you see the announcement. They've, they've even brought in top level fucking pundits for Rangers TV. You know what I mean? Five tells me. They brought in Clive Tilsley. No, they did. They, did, they. they fucking did, mate. <laughs> they've got, by the way, they've got him, they've got Sunesh, Walter Smith, Neil McCann. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Oh, man, they've, they've brought the big guns in, man. Well, could it get any worse than that Tom guy? Is he still there? <laughs> no, but Tom's still there. Don't worry, Tom's still there. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll talk about you to Tom. Uh, listen, thanks very much for joining us, Bunny. Um, no, man, my pleasure. First Celtic daft. Um, when are you fighting next? Do you know yet? Um, it's going like October, mate. Um, quite possibly uh, in Italy. So nice. Finger, fingers crossed. But I don't think it's any fans in that. But that doesn't bother me, man. What? What? Oscar. All the fight islands, the UFC fight islands. I, I was there last week in Abu Dhabi, according uh, oh, no. to my teammate Paul. We were there for like ten days. Um, it was class, man. I was was there in me safe zone. We were like, tested every day. Like we've done like seven tests or something. So everybody was COVID-free, you were safe in the hotel, full UFC hotel, full UFC plane. We went to the show, obviously, Paul won. I just got steamed at the pool. Uh, so <laughs> it's just, uh, I've, seen, I've seen the 40s, mate. I've seen the 40s. Uh, it's absolute class. Um, the big but, man won me a few bob last week, so he did. Aye, I said he's pulling out a bag with the, the submissions. I don't know why these Russians want to go to the deck room because I always keep getting submitted. But aye, by the way, he's made about fucking quarter a million quid that week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I just like I love my life. I mean, I get to just travel the world and fight people for money. You know what I mean? It's like I, I love my favorite thing in the world is traveling. Like I, I never go to the same place. I'm always trying somewhere new, different cultures, and and I, I just I, like it's still weird to wake up and know that this is the life I live, and I get to train every day, day on a lot, and come on, do stuff like this, talk to you guys. I just. I'm just always happy, man. <laughs> Good to you. Mate, I've got a question for you, right? Why wrong, man? Win the, win the Bellator lightweight title. I know what you're going to say. Or oh, play for Selic. Ah, <laughs> oh, so tough. If you do, <laughs> maybe, if you do tweak that a wee bit and say, score a last minute Scottish Cup winner against Rangers in the last <laughs> minute, or win the bell I thought it would be the Celtic <laughs> <been a> <laughs> you know what I mean like I would just like put that in the net and just run into the crowd man I'd be like man nothing just would ever away, just nothing <laughs> would ever like beat that moment to jump into the Celtic crowd after a last minute winner but maybe that's just the way I've been brought up when you're brought in there but I like you can fight any day but can you score a winner against Rangers I don't know man well no, that's just true Good yes. luck. Listen, good luck with good luck with the next fight. We'll need to get you back on again later in the season uh, after your fight, Bungie, to to see how you got on. Definitely, man. I'll, sm- I'll smash this guy, then we'll come on and talk about Celtic lifting their trophies. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, sounds good, mate. Sounds good. So thank thanks you. for having me, man.
Thank you very much. And thank you very much for joining us for the first Celtic Daft. Chris Toll, how do you think it went? I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed I'm, it. Going to, I'm going to have trouble getting better guests in that button. Oh, no, exactly, exactly. Remember, you can be involved as a pundit um, and also you can hear this show going forward. Just sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash football daft. We'll be back on Friday where it won't just be about Celtic. We'll be joined by Stephen and Grado uh, this Friday. Mm. Are they two back? Are they, are they two mm. back this Friday? So you can get us on the headline football daft show this Friday. In the meantime, please continue to subscribe, rate and review on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, hail, hail. <laughs> <laughs> hail, hail. Audio Frontier.